Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Very warm welcome to Headliner Radio. Today I'm joined by electronic music duo Crush Effect, made up of Jesse Malloy, best known for playing sax uh, for Panic at the Disco, uh, and David Veith, who plays keys for Cole Denson's Tiny Universe. Today we're going to be talking about their first foray into score composing, uh, which is for the upcoming animated series Transformers Earthspark, which is streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus as of tomorrow, November 11th. Uh, guys, welcome to the show. How are you both doing? Thanks for having us. Yeah, doing great. Good. Thanks for uh, for talking to us. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure, guys. Um, it's uh, like I said off the call a minute ago. It's uh, it's an interesting project you've you've got involved with here, and um, I'm I'm quite excited to talk to you about it. Where are you? Uh, where are you both calling from today? Today, I am actually not home. I'm I'm visiting family in Florida. But uh, I I reside in Los Angeles. Cool. And yourself, Jesse? Yeah, I'm up in Oregon actually right now. Okay. Um, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And before we talk about doing the score for this this new Transformers show, um, both your individual experiences with with production and live music obviously runs deep. Um, could each of you, just for our listeners, uh, provide a quick summary of your musical backgrounds? Obviously, I mentioned it in the intro there. Um, between you both, I understand you've produced and performed with some huge names in the music world. Sure. You want, you want to start Jesse? Sure. Yeah. Um, so, well, first of all, Dave and I have been doing this for about, uh, have been doing crush effect together for going on 10 years. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, both of us come from a pretty heavy, uh, live music background. Both of us are seasoned veteran, uh, touring musicians mm. uh for me i'm i uh, my primary instrument is saxophone uh though i dabble on keys and and a lot of production mm-hmm. as you would uh, guess um yeah i was in you know down me and dave met um down in san diego and then uh more in los angeles and uh the background growing up um kind of was all over the place for me i think lots of uh of uh 80s and 90s music i think lots from from soul and from jazz to Mm. the pop world um and now i find myself you know uh playing almost every genre it seems like (laughs) and and projects that dave and i uh run across uh are just like really fun in a way that there's just lots of lots of variety it seems so we're really excited about earth spark and uh the music we've developed for the uh for the show here Awesome. And how about yourself, Dave? Well, yeah, I, I, you know, I grew up in the eighties too. And, and, um, as far as like the music goes, I, you know, I, I had, uh, started playing piano, you know, when I was about 12 and just got hooked immediately. Um, and always loved, I didn't know what it was called then, but I always, you know, production sounds and how things sound and, um, uh, so I was always drawn to synthesizers and the sounds they could make. And I ended up going to a performing arts high school. And then from there, uh, I went to uh, college in San Diego, uh, and studied jazz okay. and, um, started getting into just a lot of live performances. But during that entire time, I was always writing music. I had like in the eighties, I had a little Tascam four track, which I could kill myself that I still don't have. And some <laughs> of those original, so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> some of those original like analog uh, Roland synths and yeah. and some samplers and and so I've always been uh, just really 
fascinated and intrigued by uh, not only playing music, but the the aspect of sound and, and writing um, music too. And so to kind of like bring all those elements into this project, which is kind of, you know, there's very synth heavy and um, is, and it's uh, this show that like, you know, has all these childhood uh, uh, memories for me is, is pretty a fantastic uh, thing, you know, totally dream kind of come true, like in a dream situation uh, for us. Cause the, the people we work with at Nickelodeon, uh, the writers and the producers, the directors, they're amazing and very talented and, and very creative. And uh, they, they kind of, they take the music part of it seriously, but they also let us, they give us a lot of free reign um, creatively, creatively with the music. So they're not really, they don't micromanage us. They just kind of let us do our thing. So it's, it's been a great, great uh you know, experience for, for Jesse and I. Yeah, fantastic. And uh, I mean, music does play a huge part in in the Transformers uh, kind of identity. Um, and to be to to kind of be working on that is, like I say, it's it's really cool. And I know it's your first kind of proper score composing job. Um, how did you first actually get involved with the project? You want to take it, Jesse? You want me to yeah. take it? <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. First, um, Agent Lee sent us uh, material like that was briefed for the show kind of early on. Uh, we submitted some music then and then it uh, didn't hear much at that point until it came back around kind of with a change of direction. And uh, just for a, a couple more times, we, uh, we went back and forth and created some more reels for them to check out. Um, so it's a bit of a you know, a process kind of, um, um, you know, it wasn't something that happened fast. Uh, and then, you know, we found ourselves in a cool zoom interview with the creative team, which was just blown away by, um, by everybody there. Um, everybody was super creative and focused and, and a lot of fun and it was a great fit and it was just, uh, an exciting time about nine months ago to, uh, to kind of come across this after, kind of dabbling on some music and hearing some word and then not hearing some word. And then finally uh, we did a cool meet and greet and, uh, and you know, the rest is history. Yeah. I mean, there seems to be a lot of these zoom writing sessions have happened over the last, obviously since the pandemic, um, they've definitely become a, a, a more of a thing. Um, and uh, whether you, you enjoy working that way or not, it seems to be um, something that's happening a lot more. I mean, and, and Dave, you mentioned um you were given quite a lot of freedom to kind of put your own spin on the score. Were you guys given like a brief uh, or did you, was it like, you know, like you say a lot of back and forth with the, um, with the Nickelodeon guys? Well, there was a pretty significant musical world they wanted to live in. And that had changed. Like Jesse said, we had um, pitched for the show early on, but it, the sound that they wanted then was kind of more of a traditional orchestral sound. Okay. Um, and then uh, a few months later, we got, um, an, uh, they reached out to us again and said, Hey, do you guys want to pitch again? We, but we've really changed the music direction. We kind of want it more. Um, they gave us like Tangerine Dream was a reference. Okay. Uh, the Wendy Carlos score for Tron, some of the um, Atticus Ross, uh, um, 
you know, nine inch nails stuff from, yeah, sure. uh, for Watchmen. So it was, it was, uh, which was very much up Jesse, uh, and, and myself's alley. And, and we'd had done a lot of that stuff before. So we repitched and a lot of it was existing material we had done before. And, um, so I think it was from that, that, you know, they, that got us at least the original, the initial meeting to see if we would be a good fit. Yeah. And then, um, you know, after talking to them and, and then describing the, the musical world they really wanted to live in, um, Jesse and I just knew exactly what that meant. And uh, they they definitely, the only, you know, besides that, the only definitely real, um, ad, not advice, but uh, suggestions that they gave to us is musically always try to punch up, okay. uh, meaning... You know, it's it is a kids show, but they didn't want it to sound like a ki- little kids show. Mm-hmm. You know, they were like, you, when when the drama is intense, like go s- as hard as you can on intensity yep. or fear or whatever it is. Like, don't make it, uh, don't Mickey Mouse the music or kind of make it light or, you know, corny in any kind of way. So um we definitely took that to heart um yeah. when we were started with the uh working on the sound of the show yeah awesome um i mean i've i've had a listen myself uh, of course but for our listeners i guess um if one of you wouldn't mind kind of describing the feel of the score obviously it's very cinematic very synth heavy um and and like you've mentioned pulling sounds from kind of cyberpunk edm and and the whole kind of dance world uh and and like you like you say dave keeping it punched up but um making it darker where um where it needs to be and and lighter where where it can um yeah tell us a little bit about that the kind of just overall feel of the of the of the music yeah so being like synth heavy um you know we found like you know there was a great kind of pull from you know a nostalgic 80s world but also a very modern world and the 80s kind of sounds being so prominent in modern music as well um but so in a in a moment there would be maybe a dark bass drone and then there could be like some um delicate pads or some warm pads or some different uh elements happening and kind of bringing into the scene and so you know there's a lot of a lot of textures there i think that there's lots of uh, synth layering. Uh, there's lots of uh, fun with filters and and some automation. I think uh, for characteristics of it, uh, you know, like they had given the direction just to punch up for it. It's always fun in every picture, every episode that we've done so far is just kind of going for it. So, mm. you know, if it was dark, it got dark. You know, if um, we, it's very um, thematic mm. uh, the show, and so we have themes that kind of reoccur often for characters that come in. And so then we'd have themes for one character. And as they meet the other character, we've got their theme coming in kind of in this whole world, this uh, a bit of a hybrid world um, yeah. in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, that nostalgia as well, I guess the, the kind of classic res- retro 80 scores um, and, and kind of uh, bringing that into play um as well i i guess uh my next question would be um a, about your creative process uh, when actually creating this score um you mentioned dave you know you very much come from the kind of analog world were you guys using 
um, uh, any outboard and, and bits and pieces when you were in the studio doing this stuff? And obviously, digital plugins are um, are everywhere now. But yeah, what was your what was your kind of process there? We we tr- I mean, we uh, during when we started the show, Jesse and I were working remotely. Uh, so he was in Oregon and, and, and at the time, and I was in Los Angeles at the time. And so I, I think logistically, even though that it would have, uh, we would have loved to kind of gone with some more hardware type stuff since practically it made more sense to kind of keep it in the box a little bit more just so he and I could sort of work together easily, more efficiently with sharing sounds and, and um, ideas and and keeping thinking things a little bit more malleable where if you keep it in the MIDI world with plugins and we're, we're shooting cues back and forth, it's just easier to manipulate as opposed if I sat on my, you know, Korg analog synth and, and just recorded some stuff in, it's kind of, it's and then I sent that thing to to Jesse. It'd be harder to for him to manipulate, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In some ways, so uh, we definitely both. When we knew we got the show, we we stocked up on on some, a lot of the sounds and and plugins that we knew we wanted to to use, mm-hmm. and we made sure we both had the the, the same uh, the template, and uh, you know it's we kind of did it that way, and then we started building um, channel strips and, and patches and all kinds of sounds, uh, for characters and scenes and things like that. And then we would share them back and forth. And, um, it kind of, it definitely made things easier to build, build a world together, you know, for, for the show. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, a a particular, uh, plugin or plugins that I I wanted to talk about, um, which maybe Jesse, you can allude to a little more, uh, is from Oak Sound, um, uh, specifically Soothe, um, Soothe Two and Spiff. I mean, yeah. these these are these are plugins that. Um, I mean, while they're only the you know two products from from Oak Sound, they they've really been picked up um, by a lot of uh, producers and engineers, and, and are really widely used now. I mean, they've not been, you know, I mean, I mean, they've been out a few years now. But when did you guys sort of first become familiar with uh, with Oak Sound stuff? Um, Soothe 2 is just fantastic. Uh, I use it all the time. I think I've used it now. I mean, it's been a couple years, I would say now. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and it, it is so impressive. Um, I, I think there is so much of Soothe 2 happening sometimes as we're like creating layers and textures. Mm. And if it's something that like a synth, you know, has a bright 2K or 3K, man, you can just get that thing, you know, without throwing and EQing, but just throwing that soothe on there, um, you know, and getting it to kind of just kind of be malleable and yeah. to be ear friendly and so much. And so I, that is just like one of the most valuable plugins, um, find that it, uh, really helps with the sound design really helps with an overall mix, gluing the mix together, yeah. whatever it is, it can be, it could be drums, it could be synths, it can be vocals. Um, it could be even your master bus. Um, but that is that's an incredible um you know tool uh in in the tool belt for for scoring and for production yeah i was going yeah. i was going to say how do you how do you tend to use them across your workflow i mean you've kind of already a- answered that but um, i mean dave if obviously something like well, that brings super advantages to to what you're doing right 100% I, you know we 
you know, everything is sort of bust out into uh, sonic groups, you know, whether they're drums, basses, you know, four different types of keyboards, yeah. orchestral stuff, guitars. And on each one of those buses is a soothe. It's just in the template. And, um, you know, we you can dial it in uh, to taste uh, as much as you want. And, and the thing I love about soothe is, I mean is it kind of just does its thing and you don't have to mess with it much. Mm. I, you know, we have to work so fast between the writing, the producing, the mixing, and then the stemming out that anything that kind of can help us where we're not sitting and like, okay, let's get the EQs out and really try to, you know, what's where the problem areas yeah, and, yeah. you know, it's all time consuming stuff. So when you get a, a plug-in like Sue too, that sort of, can identify it very quickly and fix it transparently. I mean, it's, it's just a huge time saver and in this world, you know, saving time is a big, big deal. So uh, plugins like that are, 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 yeah, godsend for sure. Yeah. Awesome. And like you say as well, you can, you can use it in different ways. It's quite a simple plugin to use, but you can drive it a little bit and you can experiment with with it a little bit and, and do some, some crazy bits with it. I've spoke to some guys and girls who have really kind of, uh, done some wacky stuff with it as well, which is, which is pretty cool. Yeah. It's always fun to try to like break a plugin, like (laughs) have it do something it wasn't intended to do, but (laughs) then it just kind of like, wow, what was that? That was awesome. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, awesome guys, awesome. Um, I mean, your your music uh, between you has been it's been featured in various film and television projects. I'm just looking at a, a few of them here, and and I mean, how does that kind of compare to to this to this Earthspark project now, creating an original score for something? How do, you know? How does that? Does it? I guess a, a sense of accomplishment would be um, would be the main thing. Having worked on something from from inception all the way to screen. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I think the similarities are, you know, it's we're, Jesse and I are still using all the same skill sets as far as writing and, and producing and mixing, you know, th- those skill sets that we've developed, you know, f- together for the last 10 years plus, um, you know, lend themselves really well to this show and the sound of this show. Mm. So I, I think the sonic part of it is, is familiar. You know, the, 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 the new part, the new challenge, of course, is when you're writing to picture um, things aren't gridded out, you know, like in dance music and, and things like that. So you're, you're having to figure out how to twist and turn um, emotionally in, in a very small space of time sometimes and, uh, you know, figure out how to emotionally help tell the story mm-hmm. in, a, in a better way with music. And, um, you know, th- those, those, some, those are the things that are different, you know, and, and uh, can be, you know, of course, a little bit more, more challenging. Yeah, it's not, I mean, it sounds like ha- from both of your backgrounds, you bring so- you both bring something different to the table, but there's that chemistry there that you uh, kind of have the same sensibilities as well. Um, it sounds like it really works. It's a quite a nice organic partnership between the two of you. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, def- yeah, definitely. We, we worked together for a long time on, on a, you know, a, a variety of projects, whether it's us writing for ourselves as Crush Effect. Sure or producing different artists um, or writing 
you know, we've write, done a lot of work for hire for commercials um, yeah. and then just a lot of singer songwriters in Los Angeles uh, writing with them. Uh, so Jesse and I have a really nice shorthand musical shorthand. Mm. Um, we, for the most part, I think, you know, we tend to really like the same types of music and respond really well to certain types of music. Um, so, you know, uh, it just tends to, to work really well. And then the differences in us, I think, is sometimes the spice that makes things a little bit more interesting. You know, Jesse might do something I would never have thought of. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, and, you know, maybe vice versa. So that's the cool thing about having a, uh, you know, a partnership, a creative partner. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Are you guys uh, thinking about doing this more, more of this kind of thing going forward? The original score composing, is, is it something now you've kind of had a taste of it, you know, is it something you'd be interested in doing more of? 100%. I mean, it's, it's, we are having a ball doing it and um, it's, uh, it's just a, it's, it's so much fun to do. It's challenging. Um, you know, it kind of ticks all the boxes. Plus, you know, it's, I'd rather stay home with the family, you know, than, than go on the road and schlock around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, this, this is just, it's, it's amazing. It's perfect. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. This it, it's, it's magic for me. When I first had the first taste of putting music to, to picture that didn't have music and you were creating like something original for the picture, it's just like this magical moment of the combining of media you know, to create, uh, what we love about film and what we love about shows. Yeah. And I, I, Dave and I are just, um, having a blast doing this and, um, just have the, the bug or the itch, um, going, going forward, of course. Um, I think also going back to just talking about our, our chemistry and our intuition, Yeah, just, I think it's unique, um, uh, to have a partnership like we do, um, where we find so many, um, similarities and, and interests and just we have a mission at hand and we're kind of like kids in a candy store to get after it yeah and it's kind of like when we sit in the studio we do get time together in the studio and all of a sudden we've just been talking for four hours you know that you're <laughs> on to something because like we haven't made anything but we've been talking for four hours but that's good too so like you know we know that there's uh there's some intuition and that we're really um kind of creatively just on this wavelength sync, and so yeah, it's yeah, something yeah. really enjoyable about our our partnership yeah awesome tip of the hat Dave. awesome guys <laughs> yeah. and uh long may it continue yeah um uh, i think that's a nice place for us to leave it guys but it's been uh it's been a real pleasure uh chatting to you both about this uh, about this project and um I'll, you uh, as well. I'll, I'll certainly be tuning in tomorrow when it when it drops uh, on Paramount yes, Plus. Please, um, amazing. And uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, by the time uh, we've published this podcast, the show will will probably have already aired. So we'll kind of be talking in retrospect about it. But I think um, I think that's quite a nice thing, uh, the timing wise, um, to be discussing uh, how how this how this fantastic score came together. And it sounds like a fun project um, that you that you guys embarked on. Uh, and like I say, long may long may it continue, and hopefully uh, you get many more of these kinds of opportunities. Uh, thank you so much coming up soon. Yeah, thank you for having us. Uh, it's been a pleasure, guys. Um, yeah, have a great pl- one. Yeah, have a All good right, one. Colby. You have take great... care. Cheers, guys. Okay. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.